Welcome to Hillsville Tall Tales, a podcast series featuring Hillsville locals as they tell tales from their time of growing up in Hillsville. Here's your host, Kirsten Gentle. Welcome to the first edition of Hillsville Tall Tales, a new podcast series created to capture the history of Hillsville from those who have grown up in town. I'm Kirsten Gentle, a born and bred Hillsvillian who absolutely loves my community. My family has lived in Hillsville for well over a century, and with the exception of a few months spent in Richmond, I've lived my nearly 56 years in this gorgeous community. In 1993, I was part of the Hillsville Gateway Festival, and we created an event called Hillsville Tall Tales. Keith Heritage interviewed six longtime locals at the Old Anglers Hall in Lawlers Road, including Tubby Dennehy, Curly Anderson, Bill Jenkins, Annie Dot Peters, Juby Wanden, and Nell McConnell. Over the next few years, we continued with this great event with over 30 longtime locals telling their stories. There were many funny stories, some true, some tall tales, but overall, we captured what it was like growing up in this wonderful community. Recently, I found the original tape cassette recording of our first tall tales in 93, and it prompted me to create this podcast series, where we can not only listen to these past tall tales, but we can also capture more memories from other locals so we never forget our past. Our very first podcast features my idol, my grandfather, Albert Tubby Dennehy, who was born in Hillsville in 1911 and sadly passed away in 2003. I absolutely love Tub and he is still one of my idols. I loved his humour and his community spirit. He was the ultimate entrepreneur, always wanting to have a go, the original jack of all trades but master of none, well, perhaps the master of the mouth, as he truly had a way with his words. His nickname for his grandchildren was Pawpaw. Without a doubt, we all loved our Pawpaw. And we also loved our beautiful grandmother, Doris. Dory was a Thomas and a gentle soul. They say behind every great man is great a woman, and this was definitely the case with Dory, who always stood by her man and supported his many, many ventures. Tubby knew everyone and always had a funny tale to tell. He had the old sayings that I love so much and I can never forget the old sawmiller's handshake that he used to give the grandkids and the great-grandkids. I remember taking Tub to the RSL for his last Anzac day. I was under strict instructions to only allow him a couple of beers, which I explained to him on the way to the RSL, to which he looked at me and replied, well, it looks like I'm on the whiskey early then, love. I remember him having so many beers lined up as everyone wanted to buy him a drink. I can tell you, we both got into trouble that night. Another story I always laugh at is when John Howard, the then Prime Minister, visited Hillsville. My other grandfather, Jack Vross, was a diehard Liberal and he wanted to join me to meet the PM, whereas Tubby, well, he was a lifelong Labor man and he couldn't be bothered. He was, however, at the RSL that day and it was a big day and he might have had just a few mini drinks under his belts. So as the PM was leaving, Tub stumbled in and he said to me, could you drive me home, love? And I said, yeah, no worries, Tub, have a seat. Being Tub's granddaughter, I rushed over to the door and said to the PM as he was leaving, I'm sorry, Prime Minister, but my grandfather can't walk properly and he's a big fan and would love to meet you. So John Howard obliged and followed me back to the pretty drunk Tub, leaned down to shake his hand and when Tub realised who it was, he went, oh, Mr Howard, he was absolutely shocked. And the PM said to him, so have you lived in Hills all very long? To which Tub replied, I've lived in Hillsville since Mount Riddle was this high, putting his hand at knee height. Tub went on for weeks and weeks afterwards, telling everyone in Hillsville 
that John Howard knew who the most important man in Hillsville was and he sought him down. There's no way that he would ever want to follow up with that bastard, but he wanted to follow up with him. That was the kind of bloke Tub was. He was a funny bugger and one of his best skills was telling a tall tale. Hence, while we initially created Hillsville Tall Tales. We have a long list of locals I want to interview and we have roughly 10 old recordings which we will release over the coming months. There is no schedule as we both work and this is a part-time hobby, but we will try and release a new podcast at least monthly. We do hope you enjoy Hills or Tall Tales and it's the first edition featuring Albert Tubby Dennehy, one of the funniest buggers you'll ever meet and my beloved grandfather. We hope you enjoy. Start off with your early days, with going to school here. Early days? Tubby, you just go to the library into the gym. Just tell them about that load of farmers that come out of Tell them about that. Remember that the 10 pound on never pay you? I'll give that a mention, Kelly. I'll give that a mention first. Start me on. Is that going? Yeah. Working out. The 2L? No. Well, when I had to saw little Curly's work for me up here on the road, and one day Curly said, I want to go to the races to tell me they want to attack them. I said, no, you can't go, Curly. Tell them, tell me, hell of it. He's coming up for a lot of failings. They've got to be ready. Oh, because I've got a good thing out there in my races. I really want to go. No, I said, tell me, hell of I promise him a lot of failings. I said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to fail them. You know, I went over and the first one ran into Scurley. What are you doing here, Curly? You're supposed to be getting a load of payments for Tommy Heller. You know what he done? Got there four o'clock in the morning with another fellow, the car lights, and he got a load of payments for eight o'clock. Then he bit me for 20 bucks. <laughs> Right, we've got the pile and stuff. Sorry about that, Bill. You're asking me to go. Early days when you went to school up here, Tub? Oh, I remember that. Vivid memories. Yeah, three years in the third grade. <laughs> the burn the school down to get me up. I remember one girl. Uh, rather worse, you've been living with that eucalyptus. <laughs> we're two dancers together, they said. I had to put up with that for about six months. <laughs> anyway, we sent a note over to a mother, you know, about very smelly with this eucalyptus. Mother wrote a note back and said, You're paying the teacher not to smell of them. Sorry about that. Tommy, whereabouts did you actually start work at? What's your first job in Nielsen? Well, gee whiz, you were going back for a while. Spencer. Oh, that was a bit of a I was 16. <laughs> oh, I started off selling apples. Windfall apples. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I only explained to pick up the windfall. But, you know. Yeah, it's all powered up around the apple trees. You walk on, you pull on the tree. What are you going to do? Grab a branch. Get them as they come down. <laughs> I didn't like to get them bruised. Uh, Looking up in the cuss. 
When did you go into the timber industry? Because that was. Oh, I was about 48, I think. 47 or 48. Saw my saw about here on the road and started off. Well, I started off small, got a bit big and finished. Then I got one up um, down quite much of it. Tony, also, I believe there's a little story about you uh, stealing or borrowing some explosives. Two times. That was right, too. Anyway, that's a long time ago. I'm not going to me now. We're only about 12 years of age. We went up the council forage right up to the dam on the Brenda Highway. Only kids, you know, looking around and about four or five of us. And we come to a great big um, magazine there. And we eventually got it open. And we pinched all this jack knife and detonators and fuse. I was running around the roads and pull up all the detonators, bang, 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 you know, through it. Anyway, we decided we'd blow up a stump. So we went down and ruined the dam, that was getting built at the time, a fellow named Teddy Carroll was there. And we get down there and the chap named Bert Millie, his mother had a boarding house at the Marinda Dam there, the Rubens. And uh, he, uh, he knew all about see, so we got 11 plugs of jelly on, put under this stump, detonating the fuse. We could get up behind a tree, a few hundred yards up the road, and all of a sudden, there's a shortcut used to come from the dam right through what they call Gregory's property up there, and you come out up near the motel. Here's old Teddy Carroll coming up there. Here's the fellow building the dam. We off. And the stunt did too. I'm missing you about that much. I think it passed that. I think we passed the stunt a bit Long stride and plenty of them. Somehow that might have scared me to rub him on. Yeah, we uh, didn't know anything, didn't hear anything about for weeks and weeks. And my father was getting some. Um, gravel up the quarry from Fincher Road there, you know, a couple of miles up, and a fellow named Joe Peach was here then, and he was a powder monkey and everything there, and um, Dad said to him, Joe, did they ever get those people that um, stole the um, jelly knife up there, detonators? No, Jackie, so they didn't, but uh, the police are on the track, and they think they've got a clue about it. <coughs> I had a pocket full of them, mate. He was six and jelly knives. He fell over and we threw them away. We threw them right in the bush, and the 1926 bushfires coming down, right down there, and they're all fighting the fires, and these detonators from it all. They were north, south, east, and west. Nobody knew what they were. Here's our chocolate lines. <laughs> I also there's a, believe there's a story about Buck cutting down some stumps. Brother Buck. Brother Buck, yeah. Oh, he's a character, Brother Buck. Yeah, they went up, they uh, logging up in the Mounts of Limits in the uh, war times. 
You know, it was a terrific PC fog. You could not see. Anyway, Bucks gang went up. The only gang that went up. Anyway, um, they came home a bit after lunch. They got down to the pub and drinking away there. And Tommy Ayers, I think it was. And he had to go up there, Buck, that he's weaving you up. Oh, Bucks, the fog was that thick. We cut six huge mountain ash trees down. The fog left about lunchtime, and it was that peak when the fog left we found out we fell six big snubs. <laughs> <laughs> that was rather fun. <laughs> Not me. Yeah, there's quite a few stories about Buck. Um, I believe you drove from the father once on the funerals. Is that right? Mm -hmm. On the funerals, so you drove the hearse one day. Oh, yeah, if you. Oh, yeah. It's very gear. He said, Tubby, he said, uh, what about come on driving the hearse? The fellow named Rex Land, he used to cut the goods up to Melbourne, he struck, he got killed, and the hill was just the top of the hill down here, right on the top. So, and I said, all right, Spring, I'll come and drive, and I'll send a group. No, it's every right, just follow me. So, anyway, down comes Spring, and he's a real character, your father, and the best man in the hills. He was. He was had a heart as big as a camel. <laughs> anyway, Spring says, I'll walk in front, and he's about up to here on me, Spring. And he had these tails, you know, right down in the ground with the cap on. I walk in front of the hearse. I mean, you just come down there and you say, I'll get in further down the road. There's an old Hudson on him, you get it? <laughs> Not even nothing, Hudson would have the uh, steel brakes on. If I mean. Anyway, I got the leg here and I pulled him down and um, see the whistle. Oh, I've got the brake flat to the floor and I'm gaining on it. <laughs> oh my gosh, what are you going to do? I got from about here to you. I thought, I was having to play the floor though. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'll speed you that first. He said, I'm sorry. He's a young already true. <laughs> Tubby, you used to have the football matches for fundraising in those early years, didn't you? Tubby's Tigers and Spriggy's Sparrows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were a pretty big fundraising day. They were, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a football match. Yeah, yeah. Spriggy's Sparrows and Tubby's Tigers. He's I don't know who won. Oh, <laughs> I think it was a draw. <laughs> we won. <laughs> then we won. Then we won. Early for prison. <laughs> <laughs> we could have. You had John Coleman up, didn't you, a couple of times for those? John days. Coleman, he yeah. came up with a couple of McDonald's. Yeah. Aboriginal player for Essence until he was in yeah, the right. against me. I think he got in front of me a bit. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot thinner in those days. He was full forward and I was a full spec. He was Tony, I believe you uh, worked out a Pentridge one time. Yeah. You were a water down there, is that right? Ooh, nobody knows. Who told you that? <laughs> Surprising what I find out around the place. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know I should tell this one. I'll keep it. You might as well. Is it going wrong? In fact, it's, it's true. 
Nobody knows this. First time ever mentioned. I don't know where you found this now. Anyway, I got this job as a warden in the prison. I didn't like it at all. No, I didn't like one bit. Anyway, I had the job of searching the prisons for drugs, marijuana, all that type of thing. Oh, brother. <laughs> Places they'd hide everything, cigarettes and all that type of thing. You've got no idea. See, so, anyway, they had a search this fellow went by and he's a poor little homie bloke and skinny little bloke too. I said, well, I've got to search it out. I searched and found nothing. He said, you right, sure. Told you I didn't have anything on me. I said, hey, come on, you got to strip off. He said, in those days, stripped off, hands there, good teaching, you know. I said, lift up that left arm. He lift up that left arm. Now, pedal a little Mario cigarette off. I said, you said you haven't been smoking, you scoundrel. Lift up your right arm, man, put a little box of waste, wax matches. <laughs> said you hadn't been smoking. Come on now, I said, now, bend over. Oh, he's a fag, you're like a baby chewing gum. That was a baby. I would like to know those things, please. <laughs> Thanks, Rick, for telling that one. Uh, <laughs> tell me you told you later. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll let you know later on. Okay. <laughs> you got some granddaughters that dog you in for a few things. She yeah. didn't even know. <laughs> didn't think. I believe there's some more stories about Buck. I believe uh, the, the, uh, Buck was in the Grand Hotel one night. I'll tell the story if you like. Buck was in the Grand Hotel one night. And he's talking to Dick Richards, and the stories were getting a bit long. And uh, Dick said to Buck, he said, "Remember when we used to kick the bag of spuds across the watts for practice?" And Buck said, "Yes, yes, remember it well." And he said, "Remember, Dick, I used to handball it back to you." Handball it back. Yeah, but a lot of you were actually born in Hills, weren't you, Tom? Britain born there, man, but it was that high when I was first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got to keep things moving along. Thanks, huh? That's all right. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the first episode of Hills or Tall Tales featuring my amazing grandfather, Tubby Dennehy. The new podcast series will not only feature these past clips from people such as Bill Jenkins and Nutty Dot Peters, but will also be doing new interviews. Elroy Schroeder, my doctor as a young girl, has also agreed to participate. Elroy is no stranger to our community, having just retired as a local GP after servicing our town for 50 years after arriving in Hillsville in 1971 from South Africa. We've also had many other suggestions with people reaching out, and once we work through our list, We'll be in touch as we appreciate the support from this wonderful community. Make sure you like the Hills or Tall Tales Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast through your favourite podcast platform so you don't miss out on future editions. If anyone has any future recommendations, message me via the Facebook page. But as I said, we've already got a long list of locals to interview and I'm excited about this project. So we hope you have enjoyed Hills or Tall Tales and I look forward to the next one. Thank you. 
podcast was brought to you by Mabel May Creative Agency.